When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 3-2 the final. Carolina victorious in overtime. In Raleigh tonight, Buffalo getting a point. I think definitely deserving of the point. Played well through 60 minutes. Able to answer Carolina each time they scored. But in OT, I think a uh, tired trio out there of Power, Middlestead, and Tuck just run out of gas, and uh, the Hurricanes, after they end up making a change, uh, get their legs going, and Martin Natchez gets his fifth of the season on a nice pass from Ajo, and they tip it home. Power was just a little bit late getting to cover that pass to Natchez, and, you know, I think, obviously, they're tired. The entire minute 30, it's the same three out there. Um, I was just talking with TJ, our producer here, in, in the break there about just how... When the Sabres had control for the first 30, 40 seconds of the OT and, you know, middle stats, giving, giving himself a chance. Tuck winds up with a nice wrister. Like, I want those guys to, to – I want middle set to go to the net. I want Tuck to take that shot. Um, there was a moment where the Sabres did control it and Tuck brought it back out into the neutralized area to kind of reset things. And I thought at that moment he was doing that to allow them to change. We've seen that before with all teams – you know, they're ready to make a change in overtime, but you don't want to give up possession. So you voluntarily kind of bring it out, reset it. You might even play it back to your goalie so that you can switch out the defensemen, that sort of thing. Uh, and I thought maybe that's where Buffalo was going there in that overtime, but uh, they didn't. They stayed out, and ultimately, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that Power, Middlestat, and Tuck uh, gave a poor effort. I th- did not. I just think simply the Canes were just faster because those three Sabres were tired. They were out there for a full minute and a half of the entire overtime and uh, ends up, you know, Carolina is super fast. I think they pass the puck as well as any team in the NHL. So if they have a lane, I feel like they're going to hit it. And Aho, a very, very skilled player, uh, sent that one toward the net. Natchez just a half step quicker than power right in the crease. And uh, he tipped it home past Lukanen, who I thought had a very good game again. So I think, you know, first of all, Give some credit to Don Granado for going back to UPL in this spot. Not that it was a, a thing of genius or anything. Like, I think it was maybe the move that most would have thought to go with here. Um, and I think he's got the pulse right now of, hey, you know what? This guy is playing the best hockey of his Sabres career, albeit a short career at this moment. Uh, let's kind of ride him like now as somewhat as the as the 1A of, of the Two goalies. We know there's a third that's injured in Eric Comrie, but uh, of those three. So I think this is the right move. And then you still, you go into this weekend, there's back-to-back. Okay, we're going to go to the room. Who do we have first, TJ? Oh, okay. So Paul is on his way into the room. I thought we had an interview live. We'll get you there in just one moment here on our Upstate Honda Dealers 
post-game show. Make sure you visit your local upstate Honda dealers today. Sabres get a point, 6-6-1 six, six, on the season. So uh, they now have 13 points. We'll update you on the standings uh, in just a little bit here on the post-game show. Um, as Buffalo, again, will have a pair of back-to-back games coming up this weekend. Friday, they're home from Minnesota. Saturday in Pittsburgh. And I think that sets up nicely to have Lupin and Levi split the weekend, just like they did this past weekend, uh, with one playing against Philly and one playing in Toronto. Uh, I think you can kind of set that up nicely to do so again going into this Friday. And if you want to come back with Lupin and on Friday, you can, because this is a Tuesday game. Still have Wednesday, Thursday with no game action. Friday, it would work out to the point where I think that would be a nice spot for either to go. Um, you know, last week, the Sabres looked very, very sluggish in that Friday game against Philadelphia. Uh, I definitely would expect maybe a little bit better effort from them against the Wild coming up on Friday, especially with two days off in between before they play again. So I think you have the option to go with either goalie. Uh, if they were playing Wednesday, tomorrow, and then going into Friday, maybe I'd say, okay, if you're playing Lucan and go to Levi for the first game. But I think whatever Don Granado wants to do with the goalies going into the weekend, he, he pretty much has all options available. Lukanen continues to play well. Uh, Levi, obviously, I thought handled himself decently in Toronto. And I think, you know, this weekend with the pair of those games being split, uh, you've got your options open for that. But I think in this game, you could say Lucan invert played very well again. Carolina didn't have a ton of shots, 27. Um, but there were some high-quality looks. And I thought he played very, very well. Paul and I were talking about how just good his positioning is and that how good he's reading the play uh, during the intermissions. And I think you're seeing that on display tonight again against a team that I think sets up plays as good as anybody in the NHL. Their chemistry is outstanding. They're really good on the forecheck, which creates those. And when you make a mistake, Carolina pounces on it. And uh, you, you see, you know, you've, you've seen that even with the D'Angelo goal, uh, how they are able to, hey, there was an interception of a pass. Bang! It's right at the net right away. So uh, something that I think you're going to see quite often uh, against this Carolina team. And that's why they're good. Uh, but I thought the Sabres handled that defensively uh, quite well. Okay, while we wait for some locker room reaction here, let's get some final stats in. They're brought to you by Level Financial Advisors. Helping you retire better, visit levelfa.com. Well, the shots in the overtime were 2-2, 7-5 Carolina in the third. They uh, led overall in the game 27-22. Power plays, each team scored once on four opportunities, both one of four. Uh, Let's go to the room now live for some reaction. First here is Owen Power with Paul. Oh, and overall, is that the type of game that you have to play against Carolina? Just, you know, not get too excited, wait for your chances, and, and make sure you've got both ends of the ice covered? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they're a good team, so um, tough to play against. And, uh, yeah, like you said, you kind of got to um, just be a little patient with them and um, just let, let kind of things come to you and, instead of trying to force stuff. What do you try to do when you get caught like that? Because they got the puck, and then you guys are in the defensive zone. You had been out the whole overtime. Obviously, you're going to be tired, but you can't get off. Uh, how do you handle that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you just try and stay tight and um, not give up what we did. So um, it's tough, though. There's that much ice. But, um, no, definitely not ideal to, to be stuck out there that long. Um, so it's tough. You guys are chasing that game back twice you get a point out of it I mean how do you balance getting the point rallying with not getting the extra one in the overtime um yeah I mean it's it's nice we at least got a point but I think everyone in here wants to win every night so 
Um, it's tough to not come away with that extra point and um, obviously go home losing. Were there a lot of ebbs and flows in that game? It seemed like there were times like you guys started well and then they took over the first period. And it seemed like in every period there were times where you had to play and times where they had to play. Did, is that pretty much the way the game went? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, I think, um, how a lot, of, a lot of games go. It's just swings of mo momentum and, and ice tilt, and it's just who manages its best. So, um, no, for sure, it's definitely um, back and forth, up and down the ice um, all night tonight. Thanks, Owen. Owen Power on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Owen Power tonight. For the Sabres, he, of course, on the ice for that game-winning goal. He and Middlestat and Tuck. I like that trio starting out. Middlestat's playmaker now, you know, one of the best on this team, so don't have any problem with that. Um, would you like maybe Darlene to be out there? Okay. I'll say that to start. Um, you know, I don't have anything. This is not a... Uh, a, a slight against Owen Power anyway, but if, I, if I'm going to start with uh, 1D, I'm going to pick Darlene to be out there because if you start with him, that means... As long as the OT continues, the uh, the chance for him to get shift after shift after shift, uh, the most uh, possible is there. Now he may have finished the game on the ice, and maybe just needed a blow just to have that extra minute or two uh, of breather. And you know, obviously he never got on the ice because Power and Middlestat and Tuck were stuck out there the entire time. But overall tonight, again, I think you know, as Paul mentioned, like look, you kind of did what you had to do to uh, stay with this Hurricanes team. They are dangerous, but they don't let you have a ton. And the Sabres did have some opportunities in regulation to definitely win it. I mean, you can even go back to the first period. Not saying that you win it here, but Krebs had a really good look right away on a nice Pete from Oposo, and uh, Ranta made a really nice save. Uh, Skinner had a good look. Uh, more on that in a moment. Back to the room is now Uka Pekalukinen, live with Paul. Uka, the good news is you guys were able to come back and get a point out of it. Obviously, you would have loved to have gotten two. But uh, how did you look at that whole game as far as your team went? I think we started off really well. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a positive. You know, looking how our you know earlier games this season have been, I think we, we started really, really well. And you know, it, it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but I think we locked it down defensively too. You know, to get the one point at least. So you know, there's some good things and some things we need to improve on. But you know. Uh, and then I'm sorry, Tim. They made, obviously, the winning goal and the second goal great passing plays, and you've seen Ajo do that against this team before. Just how tough is that to, you know, defend when they're moving the puck that way? Yeah, I think that's, you know, a big thing against them. I feel like uh, we didn't give them much. Uh, you know, a couple of times when they when they get the puck rolling in the zone, that's when they're the most dangerous, or, you know, they, they get the shots off, off, uh, off from the demons. So, you know, I think we did, you know, good job against them. Um, the team give them much, so you know that's that's at least a positive. What do you try to do in a situation like that on a centering pass right at the top of the crease? You know it's coming. You know, I mean, how can you prepare? What can you do in that situation? Oh well, yeah, usually just kind of as a caller, you try to take most, you know, uh, you know the the option away that he he doesn't get get to go through you. You know, he has to make a good play, and I feel like he he didn't make a good play on that one. So you know, you just. Try to make the easiest options away from him, and you know, not let anything go through you. And you know, sometimes it, you know, they make the save, and but uh, you know, that one went in. You guys had the puck for the first half of the overtime. Unfortunately, they got the puck, and you guys are stuck on the ice. Uh, is that just one of those things that happens sometimes? Because uh, they were tired, but there was no way they were going to be able to get off either. Yeah, it's the three-on-three hockey. You know, it's you know, I, I think that's the where the ta tactics came come in play. You know, it's kind of scramble uh you know always when there's only three guys each team but uh, uh 
you know, uh, I think it's one of those things. It bounced this way, bounced that way. So, you know, uh, in the end, I, uh, as I said, I think we, we did a really good job today. You stopped Drury on a shorthanded breakaway in the first period. Take me through that. Uh, what were you thinking as he was coming down? Yeah, no, that felt good, especially you know, after the filler game. I think uh, that was a big one, just you know, uh, make that save and keep the keep the game tight at that point. So, um, um, you know, it's a, a great way to you know kind of start the game and get yourself into it when you feel like you help the team. So, you know, uh, that was a good one. Thanks. We'll go. We'll go back at Lukanen and Jordan Greenway. I think is right behind us. He is. We can talk to him in one second. He's just chatting with Casey Mills, that Brian, but. Uh, we will get to Jordan here in a second. Here we go. We got Casey first here. Casey Middlestad. Like in overtime, you guys had possession for a while, and just the way three on three goes, you guys couldn't get off the ice. Yeah, I mean that's that's the nature of uh, three on three sometimes, and you know I think uh, yeah, I mean I, I guess that's how it goes, and um, I think as a as a unit out there, maybe we we could have done a better job staying a little bit a little bit tighter. And you know, when you're tired, just just packing it in a little bit. But um, you know, it's easy to say now. I, I haven't seen it again since as well. So um, definitely gonna have to have to look back and, and take a watch at that. But you know, it, it's three and three. It's it's gonna be chaos at, at times, and um, it's just about settling it down and you know uh, battling through it. What's the balance of that game? You know, battling back twice, getting a point out of it. You don't get the second one. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely good to get the point, especially on the road. I think, uh, you know, this is this is one of the hardest buildings to play in, in my opinion. And um, you know, we all know that they've they've got a really good team over there, and they've had a good team for for a few years now. So um, definitely stings. I think obviously you want to get that two points, especially going into into the third with a tie game there. But um, at the same time, I think uh, it's always good to look at, at the positive side as, as well as the negative. And, you know, we got a point on the road against a good team. So um, take that. We'll move on. we got a big uh, big doubleheader this weekend. And the positive of the power play is the elite play Darlene makes to tie the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it uh, wasn't our best on the power play tonight. I think uh, we struggled on the entries quite a bit there. And, um, you know, I think that's a real strength of this team is, is their penalty kill. And, um, you know, it, it has been, like I said, for, for a couple of years here. So, um, you know, Rask makes a play and, you know, sometimes you need that to kind of jumpstart it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch. How much is it their PK and your, your entries causing the problems? Yeah, I mean, um, played against them for a while now quite a few times. It's, it's a real strength of theirs. And, um you know, I think they do a really good job at the line. I think they're uh, they're really organized, and obviously their coach was was a heck of a penalty killer for a lot of years. So um, I think he knows what he's doing, and um, there's definitely things we can we can look at. And you know, it's it's still five against four. There's definitely uh, areas we can exploit and, and things we can do. So it's definitely on us to, to look back at it and, and get better. How big did your eyes get when you see Ranton and coming out of the net at you? Yeah, that was crazy. Um, Man, it hurts. I, I thought I had it, honestly. So, um, yeah, definitely one you want back there. And, um, yeah, like I said, I, I, I thought I had it. And, um, yeah, one you want back for sure. Thanks, Casey. Casey Middlestad. Jordan Greenway is also here. Jordan, uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, you guys had to come back to get the point, but of course you'd like to get two points out of that game. Uh, how do you weigh both sides of that? Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was a hard, you know, hard fought game by us. Uh, I thought we did a lot of good things. Um, you know, some things that, uh, 
we're going to look at and um, be better at going forward. But, <clears throat> you know, to come away with a point, put ourselves in a position to, you know, get the win after being down uh, twice is, uh, you know, definitely a positive. Is that the way you have to play that team? I mean, you were trying to limit chances to them. They got some. I mean, there were times they, they had theirs. You had your chances. But is that the way you have to play that team? Maybe be patient? Yeah. I mean, you know, they – you know, they like to play a fast game, you know, they chip it out, go get it, um, you know, try and make you make mistakes. And, you know, we gave up um, uh, PK, uh, penalty kill goal, even strength goal. So, you know, the penalty, uh, we limited them, I think, which is, which is great. Um, you know, I don't know how many chances we gave up, but um, I thought we did, you know, well enough to win the game from that um, standpoint. Uh you know, offensively, we probably could have been a little bit better, um, but you know, we, you know, there's a lot of things we could have done. That puck doesn't hit the defenseman's leg or whatever it hit. Is that in the net? Because I don't think Ranton was getting your mine. Yeah, I think it hit Ranton. Did it hit him? Yeah, he got it uh, with a stick. Um, I don't know. I just kind of put it on net, and yeah, he made a. Yeah, he saved it. Thanks. Right. Jordan Greenway on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Paul, good stuff from the locker room there. We heard Casey Middlestat, Jordan Greenway that are back-to-back. Uh, those are all part of our Blue and Gold Locker Room Report interviews brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. You're listening to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. I'm Brian Colziel. Final in overtime, Carolina 3, Buffalo 2. Martin Natchez getting his, getting his fifth of the season on a nice setup from Ajo at the 130 mark. The overtime, the Sabres in the first 30 to 40 seconds had a couple of opportunities. Two nice shots, one from Middlestat, one from Tuck. Uh, but the Sabres end up getting all three players caught on the ice for all 90 seconds. Middlestat, Power, and Tuck are all there the entire time. And uh, Carolina's good passing and speed ends up being a part of the game winner. The pass from Ajo as Natchez circles, goes toward the net just a half step quicker than Owen Power. He beats him to it and able to deflect it right over the shoulder of Uka Pekalukanen for the game winner. And uh, Buffalo, it's a point in the standings. And, you know, as Jordan Greenway said there, that is a positive, at least in that sense. I'd say, you know, just without breaking down the game piece by piece and, you know, what went right, what went wrong, if you just said, look, you're going to Carolina, you get a point, I don't think it's a bad result. Uh, let's bring Paul in on this. Paul, there's obviously some good and bad in this game quite a bit. The good, they came back twice from deficits. The bad, obviously, they also had opportunities that maybe they could have won this game too. Uh, and in overtime, three players that, you know, I don't know if they did anything wrong other than the fact that they just ended up being tired for being out there for all 90 seconds. Yeah, and, and again, they didn't do anything wrong. They were on the attack. They got the puck. Middlestad had a great chance. You know, he went up high on the backhand. It was there. He just barely missed it. So, you know, they had they had they did it right. But the problem is, is as soon as Carolina gets the puck, they're going to attack, and the Sabers are caught. And there's just no way they're going to get off the ice. So, uh, you know, that's that's when you've got to really you know concentrate on what's going on. And then you know, Carolina got it going almost in a circle. And just they kept moving and moving and moving faster. And we talked about this in the in the pregames. Aho, he just kills the Sabers. And 
made two phenomenal plays today, uh, you know, for the second and third goals. Uh, and he's just that type of player. And unfortunately, as two assists on three goals and, and kills the Sabres once again, especially that last pass, just a perfect pass that they're able to put in the net. There's nothing Lukanen can do. And, uh, you know, they, they wind up winning the game. But uh, that that's just the nature of overtime. I mean, of course, you're going to attack when you've got the puck. But if if they get the puck and go and don't have to go back, you're, you're in trouble. And, again, there's, again nothing to criticize, nothing anybody did wrong. You just got to go back and try to defend the best you can, even though you're tired. Yep. Paul Ajo, we know, super skilled. But how about the super skilled play from Rasmus Dahlin on the power play? Passing it to himself before he goes in with a beautiful shot. Who thinks of that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Rasmus Dahlin thinks of that. I don't know if anybody else does, you know, passing it to himself. And it was just a perfect play. Knew exactly what he was doing, got to the puck. And then I think he surprised Rantanen by shooting the way he did right there because he didn't waste any time. It's just he didn't sit there and wind up or everything. Just bang, it's gone. And it's in the net, and it looked like it surprised Rantanen. The whole play might have surprised him. You know, seeing that. So, you know, just like we talked about in Toronto, you know, the Sabres uh, were able, you know, gave up a goal and came back. But this time it didn't give them the lead. Coming back gave them the tie. But they did what they had to do to get the tie and come back in those games and get those goals when they had to get it, the tuck goal. You know, same thing. You know, a very timely goal right after Carolina has taken the lead. And what a play he made. I mean, just strips of the puck, Jarvis of the puck, and uh, in almost one motion winds up putting it in the net. And that was a great play, too, and a great play by J.J. Paterka, you know, getting down there, using his speed to get down there and get the puck towards the net and, and just keep digging at it and keep going. Yeah, the the instantaneous quickness that Tuck took the puck from Jarvis on that play, when I first saw it, Paul, I actually thought Paterka – directly passed it to Tuck because it happened so quick. But then on the replay, I'm like, oh, yeah, there he had it for a moment, and then Tuck instantly took it from him, like, right away there. I mean, that's just – that's great anticipation. You always talk about it. The best players, what are they doing in anticipating to know where the puck's going to go next? Tuck obviously read that play really well, and give credit for Paterka for staying with it, too. And he did, and Don Granado's making his way here, so we will continue our conversation in a little bit here. Coach, of course you'd like to get two points out of that game, but you also came back, got the goal to get get it to overtime and at least get a point out of that. And a lot of ebbs and flows in that hockey game weren't, weren't there. And I, I know you guys were also trying to make sure you didn't give up a whole lot either. Yeah, I thought uh, UPL was real good. I thought we cleared a lot out again. Uh, shot selection was easy, you know, easier for him to read, I believe. Um, but he was solid and... What a goal by Deline to tie it up, and what an environment. We talked about it this morning, what a great atmosphere this is. Um, has a real playoff atmosphere feel, a lot of intensity, and I thought our guys uh, responded very well to it to the point that uh, you know there's a bitter taste in their mouth. Uh, they, know they, they know they can play better even, uh, and there was plenty of good things and also plenty of things that uh, we, can, we can make uh, adjustments on. You ended up having the puck at the start of overtime, and it's just the case sometimes in three and three, your guys get caught out there. There's not a lot. 
they can do about it, right? Well, I mean, the shot Tuck had off the shoulder, then off the crossbar, yeah. that could have ended the game right there. Um, you know, we did have, uh, then you're looking at, okay, when do you, when do you get a line change? Anytime a puck changes possession in overtime, that's your, that's your question. Do I try to get a line change right now? You got one quick second to think about it. Uh, and if you're wrong, you're giving up an odd man rush. So, um, it, it's a tough situation. Possession is, is so important in overtime, but we did generate. Uh, Tuck did at Middlestead, uh, and, and Owen generated one heck of a chance. It, it was inches from going in and ending the game uh, on our, our way. So, some of the guys that were out there said, when you're tired like that and get caught, you got to pack it in a little bit. Is that what you have to do in that situation? You do. You got to be patient. To, you know, when they see the video, there'll be a couple opportunities that they'll see right away that um, they had a chance to kill. Uh, we we might have had a chance to get a whistle as well, um, but. You know, when you're when you're a little more tired, it's it's more challenging to read the situations as well. So, uh, but I was happy the the that uh, the game, like I said, was was less than an inch away on the shot Tuck had, which was an unbelievable shot. And he, you know, another positive is how well he played again today. Um, but he was good. I thought Ryan Johnson was really good uh, in a building that was, uh, uh, you know, his first time in this building, his second game in the NHL, and we're playing him late in the game. Uh, in a 2-2 game, and he's coming through for us. So, heck of a job by him. You're talking about UPO. You guys got a big start. You've had a lot of possession early. He makes the save on the breakaway on Burry, and it seemed like that save set him up for most of the night. Yeah, Upi's looked confident. Um, again, I think you're, you're getting in the regular season now. You're getting in the rhythm. Your, your systems are a little bit more consistent, so shot selections are more consistent. He gets a pre-scout to see tendencies of shooters in, in the team, and he just looks good through all of that. It's 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 familiarity. He goes into situations with a with a much greater familiarity, and, and you see that. Uh, so he's he's as a consequence. Uh, he's played very well. Power play entries. I mean, what what did you think was the big issue tonight? Yeah, we've been uh, mess. Coach Don Granado there, uh, just at the end. So uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to reconnect here and maybe just get the final thought or two from either the coach or from Paul here as a Sabres fall three to two in overtime a point though in the standings six six and one is where the Sabres stand right now and Minnesota will be up next uh, on Friday night at KeyBank Center and then Saturday in Pittsburgh against the Penguins that's also a seven o'clock game we'll have both of them for you right here on the Sabres radio network Okay, uh, what do you think, TJ? So we take a break here. Keep it going? All right, we'll keep it going here just for a uh, just another few minutes here. I was reading some stats before we went to the locker room, so let me give you a couple of more stats here while we wait. Uh, Lucan and Annette tonight makes 24 saves on 27 shots. Uh, Ranta gets the win, 20 saves on 22 shots. Your three stars are all from the Canes. Uh, Orloff, star number three, Ranta, star number three, Natchez, star number one. But I'll agree with Paul. Sebastian Ajo was just phenomenal with these setups that he had. The assist on the second goal, the assist on the third goal, right on the money. And uh, we're going to make Ajo tonight the electric player of the game, brought to you by Town Ford. When you think of Ford, think of Town Ford. The announced attendance at PNC Arena tonight, 18,700. That's the uh, attendance tonight. And I would agree with Don Granado. A good atmosphere in Raleigh 
Um, you know, for years it looked like maybe, I don't know, was that franchise move from Hartford going to work? Um, even I know during the, you know, the conference finals when the Sabres played the Hurricanes, there was even Sabre fans always saying like, oh, you can get tickets down there and look at the Sabre fans took over. And it, it's, it has worked. And that area embraces the Hurricanes now. It helps that they're good. So I think, uh, you know, overall that, you know, I, I of course, am, you know, miss the Whalers and wish they had a team there still and hate that that move happened. But with expansion comes, obviously, uh, teams get, getting uh, rewarded franchises and, you know, having a team in Carolina, I think, does make sense. Uh, I didn't wish it came at the expense of the Whalers, but uh, Carolina seems to be supporting it quite well in that triangle there with uh, with Raleigh and Durham. Uh, and all that area down there where it's you know becoming heavy populated, and I think it's working really well. Good atmosphere anyway, what I'm saying. I would agree with Don Granado there uh, for the Sabres as they come away with a point tonight on the road in a tough place to play, and uh, Minnesota will be next on Friday. Okay, uh, looks like we are going to be done uh, from Raleigh. So at this time, we're going to say goodnight to all of our local affiliate stations. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, Go to WGR550.com or in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship in Buffalo, more of the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show coming up. We'll get you highlights, scores from around the league, standings, updates. Your phone calls will be welcome. We'll read some tweets as well at Brian WGR. Final at overtime, Carolina 3, Buffalo 2. I'm Brian Colesiel. Thanks for listening. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Martinuk's going to the net, save made by Lukanen. He read that one perfectly. Martinuk's got it again on the far wall. Carolina outnumbering Buffalo. Orloff with a blast, stopped by Lukanen. He pushed out to meet the shot and makes the stop to keep us tied at one. That save in the second period, Dan only be on the call. Luka Pekka Lukanen coming up with some big saves, including that one there, which we're calling our save of the game. Brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealers today. Welcome back to our Upstate Honda dealers postgame. Brian Colzio with you here along the Buffalo Sabres radio network. 3-2 Carolina wins it in overtime. Sabres get a point. 6-6-1 is their record. We'll get the scores and the updated standings coming up here in just a few moments. If you'd like to get on board with a thought on tonight's game, now is the time to do it. 803-0550. 8030550. Or you can always send me a tweet if you're on Twitter at Brian WGR. All right, let's get to the highlights from this one. And we'll pick it up in the second period with Buffalo down one to nothing after Tony D'Angelo had scored in the first. The Sabres tie it up. Paterka with some really good work as he's down on the ice below the goal line. Feeding it in front where Alex Tuck takes over. Paterka tries to work around traffic. He's knocked to the ice. No arms going up at this point. Oh. In front scores! Alex Tuck! Right in front of the net. That puck finds him at 89, buries it to tie the game at one with 16.09 remaining in the second period. Yeah, Paterka gets hauled down. Looks like there's about to what, be a penalty called. He stays with it, though, passes it in front from his knees, and Jarvis gets to it to grab it, and then Tuck took it, took it right from him. Quick shot. Initial save, rebound, puts it home. 3.51 into the second, and uh, the Sabres tie it up at one. We go to the third now. Brady Shea ends up scoring on a nice setup from Ajo on a one-timer to give Carolina the lead. 7.54 into the third. 
That made it a 2-1 hurricane lead. But less than two minutes later, Buffalo's on the power play. And oh, what an individual effort here from Rasmus Dahlin. Now Rasmus Dahlin at center. Makes one move, gains the line off the boards to himself. Takes a shot, scores! Rasmus Dahlin with some Dahl's magic on that play. Ties the game on the power play. 9.23 to the third. Dahlin's third of the year. Thompson and Middlestad assisting on the power play. He passes it to himself off the wall. And a real nice quick shot. That's our NOCO play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. Well, that goal gets Buffalo the point because it goes 2-2 to the overtime. And unfortunately for the Sabres, they're caught out there way too long. And a minute 30 in, the Hurricanes make the Sabres pay. Works it to the slot. Sabres trying to keep good stick in position here. Tuck in front, they score. Natchez. Went to the net with a stick on the ice, and he tips in the overtime winner for Carolina, 3-2. Sabres yeah. do get the point. And the Sabres do get the point. Carolina gets two. Natchez is fifth from Ajo and Shea at 130 of the OT. 3-2 Carolina. Those are your highlights as Buffalo gets a point in the standing. 6-6-1, six, six, 13 points in front of 18,700 at PNC Arena in Raleigh. All right. Get some fan reaction here. We'll read some tweets in a moment, but let's grab a call here at 8030550. Will is going to be with us here on the phone. Go, hi, Will. You're on the post game. Hey, how you doing? Listen, uh, don't really understand power um, on the OT and not Darlene. I mean, his speed and he could skate. I mean, power's a great skater, but come on. His hands are not Darlene's, especially offense. I mean, he fumbles a lot of plays. And two, you know, let's move. To, let's change the power play up a little bit. Let's put somebody in front of that. You know, Thompson, 6'7". be nice to put, put somebody that size in front of that with that reach. Just a couple different looks. I mean, they really struggled. That game was there to win with the power play chance. It was, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Yeah, that power play, Will, was, what, at the 16-12 mark. So, like, yeah, I mean, you score there. You're in the driver's seat. Carolina's probably pulling the goalie instantly at that point as soon as they get possession. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, the door was swung open. Um I agree with you. A different look on the power play definitely is needed. Now, a piece of maybe the in front of the net could be Cousins upon returning. Um, but I think uh, you're you're not wrong. Thompson has done it before. I think that we just know that he's so successful with that one-timer from the circle that they always like to leave that availability open. Um, but at this point, I mean, with how poor the power play's been, I think, you know, I mean, Darlene scores on the power play officially tonight. But let's face it, that was him individually doing something special that wasn't necessarily some sort of power play strategy that just worked there that was just Darlene being amazing you know like he does so will i appreciate the call our serve pro first response from the fans brought to you by serve pro of central buffalo's team luzzy serve pro of central buffalo's team luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster thank you for the call will let's get some tweets in here uh, at brian wgr you can always send me your thoughts after each and every game uh, on Twitter. Uh, all right, let's see here. Got some uh, tweets in here. Samantha says, uh, just don't play those three to start overtime. They've all been inconsistent for the most part this season. Darlene Skinner and Thompson should have started. Um, I'll agree on starting with, I'll, I'll say Darlene and Skinner and Thompson are all good candidates. I think Middlestat's been very good for the Sabres. I didn't have any problem with him being out there. Uh, I'd rather start with Darlene than with Power. Whoever you start with ends up getting the most shifts possible. So 
Uh, I'd rather see Darlene over Power. Again, I did not keep track. I know I could probably look this up here at some point, but if Darlene finished the period, finished the third out there for quite a while, and maybe he just needed another blow, or maybe Granado th- was sensing that he was, you know, fatigued and said, hey, I'll start with Power here. And uh, But you can't stay out for a minute and a half. Uh, I know that the situation kind of just evolved into that. They did, again, I think they had possession in the neutral ice area around the 40-second mark. There was a chance there, and all of a sudden it's back in the Buffalo zone, and now you're stuck. I mean, you can't get off then when they've got, there's so much room. I mean, if it's five-on-five and you're dying, you can maybe slip off and maybe you can manage, but when it's three-on-three, you can't just kind of get out there. But, uh, Samantha, I agree with your three, uh, Darlene Skinner-Thompson, uh, but but I don't have a problem with I I don't think Middlestad's been inconsistent. I would say maybe uh, I disagree uh, with that one there. Uh, Anthony says uh, no excuse on being out there too long, but the NHL switching to the longer change in overtime helps end games because tired players are stuck on the ice. Very good point. If it's on the other side and the Sabers are closer to their bench, they probably all can get off. Maybe not all at the same time, but maybe one by one um, that could have happened. And I think it's a good move in the sense that I feel better how the game ended tonight, even though it's, of course, you know, I would like the Sabres to have won the game. But as a just, if I'm trying, if I'm taking off my Sabres cap and saying, how do I want NHL games to end? I would much rather have them end in the three on three, even though I know it's not exactly how the NHL is played, because we know it's five on five. I would much rather have it end in the three-on-three than in the shootout. So by keeping the benches on the farther side, if that means we get more goals because of it and less shootouts, then I think that's a good tactic by the league to keep it that way because I still think this is at least some semblance of hockey. It's three-on-three, and it's still at least... A pass is made, a shot is made, the goalie is beat. Like, it's not just shootouts, you know. It's not, what, who's the one that drives me nuts? Kuznetsov, right, TJ, who comes in and takes an hour to shoot? Oh, yeah. Right? Yep, that's the one that just drives me. But, like, it's not that. Outlaw. Tonight's, please. Right. Tonight's goal, again, take your saber cap off, TJ. That's a nice goal, right? It's a beautiful pass from Ajo. Oh, yeah. Guys driving the net. It's a tip. And, you know. For, uh, for you and I that are hockey fans, we can appreciate, say, hey, that was a nice play. Yes, it's three on three, but it's in a hockey setting. The shootout result is not a hockey setting. So I know this is a long-winded point to this tweet here, but the longer change in overtime, if it means more games end in OT versus going to shootouts, I'm all for it. I don't know if you have any more on that, but I think... Uh, no, absolutely, that's... 100%. That change is good. That, let's get these games over with. You know, they want to go home. I want to go home. You, <laughs> you know, we get it. Let's, yep. let's get it done. Yep, I would agree. A couple of, uh, let's see, a couple of tweets in here on UPL. Trevor says, feels weird to type this. UPL played great and kept them in the game. Uh, Bob said UPL had a chance to freeze the puck to allow the Sabres to change, but uh, wasn't able to do so. And then uh, had another one right in here. Let's see. Yeah. Pete said UPL had a chance to freeze the puck. He played a good game, so it's not him to blame in reality, though. Hope that his coaches will tell him. Okay. Good tweets coming in at Brian WGR. Appreciate that. Uh, you can do so after every game uh, here on the post game. All right. 3 2 Carolina is our score. We'll take our final timeout. When we come back, 
scoreboard and standings update, and a preview of the Minnesota game on Friday. You're listening to the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Sabres fall in overtime 3-2 to Carolina. I'm Brian Colziel. We'll be back with more in a moment right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Welcome back. It's the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Final segment. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Carolina 3, Buffalo 2. Overtime loss for the Sabres. They go to 6-6-1 on the season. We'll update you on the standings here in just one moment as we get the scores. But before we get the scores, I want to get time here, give you some more stats, including the physical Connor Clifton. I saw a few times behind the net, excuse me, where he was very, very physical uh, in a one-on-one battle he ends up leading both teams in hits in this game with four. And those four hits tonight, we're going to call our Clinton Collision hits of the game. Clinton Collision, we are there when you need a repair. Speaking of injuries, maybe not coming from hits totally here, but uh, let's do that next. It's brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Uh, a couple of players on an IR, Matias Samuelson, Officially, he could first come off this on Friday, but uh, we haven't gotten an update yet. We'll maybe get that in the next day or two of practice. Uh, long-term injury, of course, still Jack Quinn, Eric Comrie. Uh, the healthy scratches tonight were Bryson and Savoy. We may get Savoy in this some action this weekend, which will be interesting. And Dylan Cousins, they're hoping maybe to have him back for Friday's game against Minnesota. He's still officially listed as day-to-day. So there's your injury report. Now we go to the scores. They're brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want some ribs. As we go to the scoreboard here, check out uh, what's happening on Long Island because that's where Buffalo, that is the opponent of who Buffalo will play next. It's Minnesota at the Islanders, and Minnesota gets a victory by a score of 4-2. to two. So they will be here Friday night. Erickson Eck had a goal and an assist. Maroon had a goal and an assist. Marc-Andre Fleury in the goal tonight. He picked up the win. 26 saves. Other games, Tampa led 4-0 after one. They hold on to beat Montreal tonight by a score of 5-3. The Rangers improved to 9-2-1. They get a 5-3 win at home against the Detroit Red Wings. Okay, games that are going on right now. Eight minutes to go with the first period in Anaheim. The Ducks and Penguins are scoreless. Just underway in Denver, the Avalanche and the Devils are scoreless. If you're looking for a hockey game to watch tonight, Devils and Avs, that's a good game. That just started. That's on TNT nationally. Second period, Predators have a 2-0 lead in Calgary. Also in the second, the Kraken and the Coyotes are tied at two apiece. Late in the third, the Jets on their way to beating the Blues, it looks like. There's just three minutes to go there. They're up 4-2 in St. Louis. And at 10.30 tonight, the Sharks... Still searching for their first win. They are 0-10-1. They host the Flyers in the tank. Shark tank at 10-30. One college football score to get to you right now. There's two minutes to go in the game from UB Stadium. And the Bulls right now looking like they are going to end up on the short end of this one. The Ohio Bobcats, a 20-10 lead right now with 1.51 to go. The Bulls do have the ball, but uh, have it in their own territory. So have quite a ways to go and are down 10 points. If you want to catch the end of that game, that is on ESPN2. Our game, Sabres and Hurricanes. Carolina gets it done in overtime by a 3-2 score. Buffalo 6-6-1 at the moment. 
enough points that the Sabres, Islanders, and Panthers would all be tied for the final playoff spot. Islanders, though, have played three less games, so they would officially uh, at this moment be in. Uh, the Sabres, again, playing Minnesota next. Where are the Wild? Uh, at the moment right now, they are sitting in the fifth spot out of the uh, of the of the wild cards. Anaheim and St. Louis would hold it down. Uh, then Arizona, Nashville, and Minnesota. So they're four, five, and two, ten points, but do get the win tonight uh, in uh, Long Island against the Islanders. So that's your update on the standings. The Atlantic just down the board. Boston incredible again. Ten one and one, twenty one points. Tampa sixteen, Detroit fifteen. Toronto 14, and then the Panthers and the Sabres with 13, Montreal with 12, and then Ottawa with 8. There's your Atlantic. There's your standings. Final score from Raleigh, 3-2 Carolina. They win it in overtime, and that'll put a wrap on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show for tonight. Want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer. Thank you, TJ. Kyle Powell on our social media and game story. Check it out, WGR550.com. Tom Maddy is our engineer. Chopin the Bulldog on the pregame. Paul Hamilton is our reporter. And for our game announcers, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. I'm Brian Colziel. Thank you for listening. Again, the final at overtime, the Hurricanes 3, the Sabres 2. We will talk Friday from downtown Buffalo, the Wild in town. That'll be Friday night, 7 o'clock. We'll have it for you right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.